Spreading love, peace and chicken grease. I don't know why I said that. Welcome, you guys. Welcome to, or I don't know. I don't know where that came from. Welcome to, or welcome back to, TBN. We've been through a lot of changes on this here stream, but what we do nowadays on this stream is we sort of unpack and give some hot takes on some news as it relates to what we do, the world of vaping, tobacco, tobacco control, what else? Tobacco harm reduction, nicotine, smoking, legislation, policy, science, Ugh. all of the above and the such as. I'm your uh, libertarian freedom loving host, Grim Green, now joined by my uh, far left fact checker. It's Danielle Jones, the socialist. I'm just uh, kidding. Hi, guys. <laughs> I'm hi, just guys. kidding. Here's the thing. I don't want that joke to get out of hand. I don't want... People to think that Danielle I think Jones everybody is like this crazy joke. I know it. I just want to clarify, it's, comedy. It's that's p it's purely for comedies. That's purely comedy for comedy's sake. But we got our uh, our fact checker Danielle Jones in the house. Welcome, you guys. Appreciate you being here. We're here to uh, spread some truth butter, I guess, as it were, and uh -huh. uh, discredit the myth making machine. We're here to defend vaping. Really, yeah. that's my biggest. Yeah. Like, I did a cool little interview with. Uh, with uh, Chris Big Knowledge Garland from from No Nicotine, he was on with Sons of uh, Sons of Liberty, or he was on with somebody recently. Anyway, we got to sit down and have a little conversation. And one of the things that he said that like really stuck with me was he's like he's like, man, I just defend vaping. And I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, me too. I defend mm -hmm. vaping. Let's defend mm -hmm. vaping. So we're here to defend vaping. Appreciate you guys coming out, Addy Tooney. I see you there. Always appreciate you, man. Um, so today we're going to be talking about, mm, you know, some news, some, some good news, some weird news, some glancy news. There's, uh, some news out of Canada. We're going to be talking about nicotine caps. Um, I have a very shocking and alarmist headline on this video because I'm going to be reading from a very shocking and alarmist opinion piece. It's talking about how nicotine caps in Canada will definitely, uh, kill people. That's just technical. You know, it's technically the truth, right? It's an alarmist headline for the sake of being an alarmist headline, but it is technically the truth. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, our good buddy Brad Rudu over there at the Radu. Uh, Radu. Radu. I say it wrong every time. A little bit. We're also going to talk about Alex Jones from Casa. <laughs> oh no! Good lord, Brad. How is it, Radu? Radu. Brad Radu, University of Louisville. Yep. Is this this is Brad Radu? Okay, Brad Radu, who, who's uh, you know we're a big fan of Brad Radu on this show, and he had some issues oh, yeah. with the way that Bloomberg presented some things, and uh, you know Altria is trying to hold FDA accountable here on their information about nicotine and things like mm -hmm. this, and uh, Bloomberg has things to say about it, or at least Bloomberg News has things to say about it. Stanton Glantz had some things to say about it, for, right? I don't know. I don't know. It's just old glancy. What, Danielle, watch out. Just kidding. <laughs> it's just old glancy. And he, he likes to feel like he's relevant and he tries to chime in now and again. So uh, we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to wrap it up, I guess, a little bit towards the end with some sciencey stuff. We got a bunch of sciencey stuff, including, you know, unsurprising sciencey stuff from the UK where they just go, all right, well, we did another big study and we found that vaping is definitely, definitely less harmful and definitely, definitely helps with smoking cessation. This is the 800th study that we've done in this series that reconfirms all of our previous, you know. 
So we have surprise, some news. Surprise, 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 shocked and appalled that uh, medical researchers in the UK <laughs> push vaping. So uh, I guess we're going to start off with some, just a couple newsy things. Best bumper ever. Best bumper ever. I like to dance ever. to it. It, it is. It's kind of groovy. It just like gets you all in the all in the mood to read about uh, Representative Debbie Wasserman. Did you see this tweet? Oh, God, yes. Did you see this tweet? So here's the story. <laughs> I have uh, you know different texts and group texts with people, and I have a group text with two of my other friends who are kind of in the vape space, not really in the vape space, but mm -hmm. it's whatever. They they you know he keep one of the they keep in on tabs on it a little bit and he screen captured that and sent it to me. And I instantly was just, I got that filled with rage feeling. I'm just like, yeah, are you kidding me right now? So I go to Twitter. Oh, that's what's missing. <gasps> oh, what? No. What's happening? Oh no, no, no. Oh shit. Hang on. I'm sorry. What? This is purely, this is, <laughs> I'm just I'm missing something. It's okay. Did you notice that the blue is gone? The blue? The blue surroundings of us? They're blue and I it's gone and I can't get it back. That's okay. That's okay. Oh no, there it is. This. <laughs> oh, Our background. Those. The background. Oh. Okay. Now it's TBN. Okay, now it's TBN. Sorry. I didn't mean to get everybody all whipped into a tizzy there, but I saw this <laughs> Tweet from uh, Representative Debbie Wasserman. Flavored e-cigarettes are fueling a youth e-cigarette epidemic. I proudly joined Representative Diana, this person, and 42 of my colleagues today in urging FDA tobacco to remove flavored cigarettes from the market and did not, not just remove them, but deny yeah. any applications for flavored e-cigarettes or any yeah. other flavored Don't even look products. at them. Just Don't deny them. Just deny them. And so uh, we know that you're the it's like, organization of science, but no, don't <laughs> right. do that. Just deny them because deny I, him. a rando white woman in America, yeah, said I'm, no. Because I'm hysterical, you know? That's exactly. one of those. And so my comment was, well, thankfully, I mean, hopefully, the I, my response was, hopefully FDA will ignore, like, hysterical people and trust I mean, their, they always their ignore own Rajas, science, right? right? Like right. he does the same shit, you know, they always do. And I'm not just bringing this up because it's a representative acting like an idiot, not knowing what they're doing. I really brought this up because I want to give an advocacy shout out to Lindsay Stroud, who go to this thread and there are at least 40 replies from mm -hmm. Lindsay Stroud of all of the videos of the golden oldies capital tour. It's like mm -hmm. every reply, it's like, hi, I'm Mark. I smoked for 48 years. Hi, I'm this person. I smoked. Yeah. Hi, I'm this person. Hi, I'm this person. Hi. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. I was so, I, it like filled my heart with such joy being on a thread where I was ready to rage. And then it's just like uh -huh. page after page of Lindsey Stroud going, oh, but look at all these adult vapors. Oh, but look at right. all these adult vapors. Oh, but look at all right. these adult vapors. Awesome. Awesome. Advocacy. If I had a bumper or some music, you would get even funkier disco music than the newsy bits, <laughs> Lindsey Stroud, because that was awesome. Um, I, I'm going to post a link in the description, and really what I would encourage everybody to do is jump on this thread and don't, like, reply and call people names or anything. Just go like all of Lindsey's replies. Like, give those 
give those the love, draw attention to all of those videos. You know, I think that makes a huge statement on a thread like this. I agree. And also what you could also do is join in and be like, I am a 40 something year old, whatever you are. I was not able to quit. My favorite flavor is X and literally give your little testimony in there also and just bolster. You know what I mean? Like, do that. Don't go calling anybody names. Just follow Lindsay and be like, hi, I'm also a person who's a grown up who likes cotton candy and Mm -hmm. who blah, 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 you know, more evidence. More evidence. And, you know, it's like Alex said the other week, your stories matter. Your mm-hmm. stories really do matter. And in, in, in every context, they matter. When you're talking to a senator, they matter. When you're talking to lawmakers and, and you know, officials or city councilors or USPS, your story, your story absolutely does matter. So I don't it know. Does. Just go jump on that thread and shout out to Lindsey Stroud for being awesome. I also just want to say I love Cliff Douglas. I just love him ever since Cliff Douglas. So um, Cliff Douglas sent out his his like manifesto. We talked about it here and it's called It's Time to End. It's Time to Act with Integrity and End the Internecine Warfare over e-cigarettes. And I thought this was a really big document. And it seems to be getting to people who are noticing it a little bit. Mm Because mm-hmm. one of the things that came out of this is an incredible article. What was the name of it, Danielle? You're you're a little bit more yeah. familiar with it than I am. It's uh, from it out. right. It's from um, philanthropy, and it's called Bloomberg's Millions Funded an Effective Campaign Against Vaping. Could it ah. do more harm than good? Yes. Could it do more? This is an more excellent harm? article. This is Danielle Jones. This is one of the best things I've read in in months. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's like it, it's a Michelle Mitten like length. It is. It right? is. It's long. It's it's a long read and it's in a it's in like a serif font in little type and my dyslexic dumb guy brain. It's taken me forever to get through this, but it's incredible. I can't say enough good things about this. I mean, he goes over who was the person that wrote this? Do you um, know top of your Mark- head? Yeah, Mark, it starts with a B. Hang on, give me two seconds. Mark Gunther. No, not a Mark, B, a G. Mark Gunther. What now? And mm-hmm. what is Mark Gunther? I was just on his uh, Twitter profile, and I don't know what he, he what. I don't know what he does, what he what he is. What are, so what's his he is a veteran journalist, speaker uh-huh. and writer who reported on business and sustainability for many years. Since okay. 2015, he's been writing about foundations, nonprofits and global development on his blog, Nonprofit Chronicles. Yes. OK, that's a, that he's the perfect person to be writing about this. And he's very critical of Bloomberg. He's very critical of like the prohibitionist stance that Bloomberg Philanthropies takes on vaping. And Mm -hmm. he kind of lays it all out there as far as, well, here's what they're trying to do. They're doing this tactic. They're doing this. The science shows this. World Mm -hmm. Health Organization is saying this, that, and the other. It's incredible. I can't recommend it enough. I'm going to put it, uh, I'm going to definitely going to put it down in the description. Uh, Cliff is the one who tweeted that and brought that to my attention. And he's got a little quote uh, right there where he yeah, says, Yeah, they quoted uh, him from his paper. Yeah, we are neck deep in intractable internecine warfare. Mm-hmm. This guy who wrote this big piece was citing the, the Cliff paper, the Cliff Manifesto. And I like the idea of the Cliff Manifesto getting to people who are going to like deep dive into it. 
look into this Bloomberg philanthropies, dark money, whatever prohibition type of stuff and are going to bring much more of that like to the surface. It was really refreshing on Twitter today seeing like a verified checked mark person writing Mm -hmm. this philanthropy story. And I felt like, oh, like not a huge shift, but like a little crevice, like a little boop, just Mm -hmm. a little shift in something. And I kind of went, oh, okay, here we go. Here we go. This is, here we go, right? And this guy did a really good job of like going through all of the stuff that we talk about all the time, but Mm -hmm. not making it seem like any kind of like weird conspiracy theory, right? Because that's the problem we as vapors, the defenders of vaping, that's the problem that we have is a lot of times we sound a little crazy talking about, you know, these organizations who are like lying and they're doing it for this reason. And you can't trust what you see on the media because this, but I swear we're not crazy, but Mm -hmm. also, you know, this guy, he, Mark does a really good job of just going through it and going like, here's what they say. Here's why this isn't accurate. Here's what they're doing. Here's why it doesn't work. Like he's just very matter of fact. And I'm just like, normal people could read this and be like, Oh shit. You know, Mm -hmm. like they could see it, you know, without, Mm -hmm having to feel like they have to put their tinfoil hat on and jump off a bridge or something. Right. And it's very well written and it's coming from someone with authority. It's coming with someone, you know, with credibility and credentials. And yeah, it's like, I'm just, look at me. I have tattoos on my throat of of Star Star Wars. Like, (laughs) how do I get on, on YouTube and talk about the World Health Organization and Bloomberg Philanthropies and their dark money in the Philippines? I just look and sound like a crazy person. So it's really nice to see this science and this like, you know, dissemination of what's going on come from this source. Uh, It's incredible. I think this is one of the best things I've ever read. And I will absolutely like you guys don't understand. We could do we could dedicate a two full TBN episodes as a deep dive into this one article. Like that's yep. how thoroughly robustly in depth it lays out everything that we've been talking mm-hmm. about. It brings up a volley and it talks about lung injuries and spec, mm-hmm. you know, continuum of risk and talks about Matt Myers, talks about campaign for tobacco free yeah. kids, yeah. Robert yeah. Wood Johnson foundation, Bloomberg yep. Yep. gets into the prohibitionist attitudes. Yep. It gets into, you know, various organizations calling nicotine brain poison, yep. you know, all of the, it just, it gets into just, it's just glorious. You guys go read it and share it. Give yeah. these, read it like we need to show, it. we also need to show these news organizations like philanthropy that when they write something like this, we're going to send a lot of traffic to their yes. site because 100%. we super support this. We want them to create more content like this, like mm-hmm. share it everywhere. You guys email it to your parents. Like, I don't even know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just send it anywhere and everywhere and, and get people to read this. Yeah. And it's true. We do need to show up, show support when people do things great or, you know, when we have great stories like this or great articles like this, we do need that. We do need to help it in the same way. We do also need, let's, it's why we show resistance to things too. It's why we, if you go on Twitter and you see a politician who tweets about subject A, no interaction, subject B, no interaction, subject C, this tweet got one like, and then this person will tweet about vaping. And then suddenly it's like 90 comments. Right. They, they need to see that response. They need to right. see that when they tweet about vaping, that there is a response, that there is a resistance behind it. I think that's really right. important because otherwise they'll just steamroll you, man. Oh, yeah. They're they like, will. oh, nobody's paying attention. Let me oh, just do this cares. to make myself look good. Sure. Flavor bands. Absolutely. Sounds um, good to me. 
Sounds awesome. Sounds like that's what Canada's doing, you know, flavor bans and nicotine. And it's not just a nicotine cap in Canada. It's like they're pushing for a full on flavor ban. It's kind of crazy. I had a few more little newsy things in news that will surprise literally nobody. China wants to regulate ends exactly like tobacco products. Interesting. Uh, Yeah. Not, not, I mean, not horribly, horribly surprising or horribly interesting. I mean, the the Chinese what is it the Chinese National Tobacco Corporation is a monopoly of the government the government runs the tobacco trade yeah it's like state owned yeah it's state owned tobacco monopoly right so I'm not crazy surprised under those circumstances that they're gonna go well that's definitely get rid of of cigarettes competition right right the government owns the tobacco industry yeah, you of think the course. MSA is bad? Go to China, bro. Yeah, you think the they MSA is They literally yeah, own seriously. that shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, literally. And well, it's funny because I know I I knew about this news before I saw this news. And I'm not trying to just be braggy, but there are two stocks from China that I've been watching recently. And one of them is Relks. They make pods. It's a publicly traded vape company in China. And the other one's okay. S'more, which is the parent company of Vaporesso. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've been watching these on Google and I noticed both of them recently just went just oh, stock went deep down. dot just down. and I went, what the hell is going on? Then this comes across my, you know, my inbox. And even though and they say it even in here, our RLX Relks technology, it's down a ridiculous like f- down 45% or something like this, just with this news. News China's yeah. gonna regulate these ends products like tobacco. Uh horrible you know but what what can you possibly do in in china to fight the the chinese communist party government like they don't even allow pictures of winnie the pooh because you know he gets upset and things like this so that's the thing um and in other news that just i wish i never had to even say this sentence fda sent its 69th pmta warning letter so yes congratulations Congratulations, FDA. You know, I say a lot of uh, negative things about the FDA. But at the end of the day, they did send out a lot of PMTA warning letters, you know. I <laughs> Love mean, them or hate them. They did yeah. shut down a lot of businesses. Um, FDA had 14 years to regulate vapor products, but then inevitably just chose, here we are 14 years later, and they're spending money and resources and allocating time and energy to just enforcement of their PMTAs rather than just, hey, let's review the PMTAs. Let's regulate vaping. I don't understand. I'll never understand this FDA's. Like, it feels like 2009 all over again where they're seizing shipments at the border. Yeah, And now in 2021, they're seizing shipments at the border. I'm like, 14 years ago, you were doing the same thing till a judge told you to stop. And it looks yeah. like you spent the last 14 years just trying to get that like right back, back to, to it where it the was. Border, right? right. I hate it. <sighs> I hate it. So FDA Senate 69th PMTA letter warning. That's spectacular. Um, I always point out rights for vapors up there in Canada, but there is a new website that I want every Canadian to go to because we're going to start talking about Canada and the nicotine cap and the upcoming potential 
Flavor Ban, there's this website right here. It's just a tiny little logo. I didn't know where to put it. Like, would I put it up here? I put it over here? Put it right just here. Put it on my face, right there. Put it, yeah, it's yeah right there. That's perfect. Okay. Go to Tobacco Kill. Yeah, right there. <laughs> right there. Go to tobaccokills.ca. And what this is, okay, I'll move it off. Of Somebody mean that. Ridiculous. That's hysterical. <laughs> So what this is, is it's kind of like a really condensed down CASA call to action. You go to tobaccokills.ca and you have two options. You have two calls to actions to take and that's all you do. You take one call to action. This is for Canadians. You take the other call to action. One of them sends a letter to your MP. One of them sends your uh, statement to something else, something else in your in your province or I don't know exactly. I believe I know you. They, I know they I don't, don't know. have states or things like that up in Canada. I'm not super familiar with Canada, and I feel a little bit. I feel like they have Parliament, right and I just get confused. I don't. But know. But they definitely have like uh, provinces, right? Like different yes. areas. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah. Like giant states or something. Yeah, humongous states. Yeah, just call them <laughs> giant states. Canada. Giant there. states. Giant states. The giant right. states of Canada. Exactly. <laughs> The giant states of Canada. Americans have to relate everything to what we do. So that's all we can I do, guys. Know. I don't know and what to so tell you. Dumb. They're giant states. <laughs> it's so dumb, too. And I always feel like such a dumb like American when I'm like, how does the government work in Canada? Like, I'm a 44-year-old adult American, I and know. I don't know how that works. That is nope. unacceptable. Nope. Do they wear I'm, wigs, too? Do, you, no, do they wear wigs? That's, do they wear wigs? This, no, they don't, don't wear the powdered wigs. That's only a I don't know. thing. I don't I think know. that's just a British thing. Okay. House of, something over there. Tobaccokills.ca. Yeah, they do have a parliament, but I don't know. Okay. You know, I know that, wasn't it the French that settled Canada? And that's why uh, a, a lot of uh, Canadians speak French and there's like French Canada areas where they speak just French. You know, I know there's areas where they primarily speak French. I don't know anything about why it's that way. Sorry, Canada. <laughs> okay. I didn't study your history. I don't know. I just know you're nice. You say sorry, and you have a lot of maple syrup. That's all I know. Yeah. Also hockey. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Right? I don't really care about hockey. I like maple syrup, though. So. Yeah. Well, who doesn't love maple syrup? Who doesn't love I Tim mean, Horton's donut? I mean, come on. There's lots to love about Canada, including PSS tobacco. says they live in igloos. <laughs> No, Wait, I thought that was Alaska. Inaccurate. I'm very confused inaccurate. now. Maybe PSS. there, maybe there are portions of Canada where they do live in igloos. I don't know. Maybe oh, they I guess could be because wait, Canada's near Alaska, isn't it? Canada's so big, I can't remember where it Canada, goes. Canada connects us to Alaska. Yes, by, right. Okay, so maybe mass. they maybe they do live in igloos in some area. I'm really fascinated by this. <laughs> Have you ever seen like them make igloos that are actually like? really holding heat and everything like this there it's unbelievable yeah hotel made out of ice and snow yeah, or something crazy. oh yeah that's it's like really crazy igloo. okay anyway so tobaccokills.ca because there's nicotine caps and a flavor ban all possibly on the cards in canada and this you know i'm taking this information from this opinion piece which has mm -hmm. of course this very shocking headline Health Canada's nicotine caps will kill people. This was written by a economist, a professor of economics at Concordia University, which I believe in California, but he himself might be Canadian. I'm not sure. His name's not that. His name is Ian, <laughs> Ian Irvine, which I tried to Google, but it turns out he's a hard person to Google because there's another Ian Irvine who is an Australian, like, 
fantasy writer, like fiction about like dragons and knights and things like this. Ian Irvine. I learned all about this Australian fantasy writer because I was trying to Google a professor of economics. Seems legit. Internet's a weird place. Yeah, try Googling me. I dare you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Danielle Jones. (laughs) Try it. You'll be like, she got murdered? (laughs) (laughs) Anything anything with the last name Jones, it's like, I feel like that's just a very, I mean, I'm not not trying to rag on your last name, Danielle Jones. Oh, no, I like the anonymity. I'm like, find me. Try it. Try it. I am Jones. We are many. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I should get that tattooed on me. I am Jones. We are many. We are many. Health Canada's nicotine caps will kill people. The The sad truth is that's real, but it is a very alarming sort of alarmist, uh, a little bit of a headline. He says, today's yeah. daily vapors consume about one-fifteenth the toxins that their daily smoking parents consumed at the same age. Harm reduction. If uh-huh. Health Canada has its way, this year vaping will be dealt three knockout blows that will see not just the end of the business as we know it, but an increase in smoking-related deaths nationwide. Ottawa is recalibrating the delicate equilibrium between harm reduction and youth use of nicotine. Doesn't seem like it should be that difficult, but apparently there is this delicate equilibrium. He says it plans to introduce a mandatory limit on nicotine concentration in e-cigarettes and to ban most flavors. Maximum permissible content is currently 66 milligrams per milliliter. That seems really high. Who makes Mm -hmm. 66 milligram pods? Does Juul make a 66 milligram pod for Canada or something? Mm, They're in the 50s, I think. I thought that was their highest was somewhere... Jules thing's weird because they do like by weight and then if you 66. try to extrapolate it, it's but it's somewhere in the 50s. Yeah, I don't know. 66 just seems high. I mean, I'm not against it. just seems high. He says the new limit will be 20. Eventually, we will see strike three, excise taxes. Now, I think it's interesting that they're doing this because Health Canada, I just want to remind everybody that the government of Canada, Health Canada says vaping is less harmful than smoking. Completely replacing cigarette smoking with vaping will reduce your exposure to harmful chemicals. There are short-term general health improvements if you completely switch from smoking cigarettes to vaping products. This is what they admit. Mm -hmm. But they still, still want to ban flavors and cap the nicotine at 20 milligrams. I think that you can say that nicotine caps, I think, would kill people. I don't know if flavor, I mean, flavor bans could also, I, I think, technically kill people too. I mean, technically it's not because, right, you could because you're, you're de-incentivizing gonna, or preventing right. people from switching to less harmful alternatives. If they stay at the harmful one, they will very mm-hmm. likely eventually die. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's very, you know, clickbaity, but that's what the other side does it's all the time. All so. the time. I don't feel bad about it. I don't, I don't feel super bad feel bad about, about it either. It's not not true. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. It's not not true. So he goes on to talk about um, stuff that we kind of already knows about. He talks about, uh, you know, a little bit of the science behind vaping. He talks about youth uptake and experimentation. He talks about different nicotine strengths. He talks about how, you know, despite calling it a gateway over and over and over again, there's no evidence that it's a gateway because we continue to have the lowest adult and youth smoking rates 
you know, in the history of recorded time, um, he talks about, oh, well, you know, it's not harmless. No one's ever claiming that it's harmless. And what we're doing is we're looking at harm reduction, right? These are the arguments that we've made and we've heard a thousand times. And he goes on to say that there's really even no evidence at all that suddenly cutting a nicotine level down to 20% is going to have any effect on youth, anything on anything at all. It's crazy. It's crazy. And uh, he gets down here and he says, uh, but for adult smokers, people considering a transition from smoking to vaping uh, require a product yielding enough nicotine to satisfy their cravings. Many potential switchers will not make the transition and will end up dying prematurely if they cannot get a strong enough nicotine substitute for their cigarettes. Canada has about 40,000 smoking-related deaths per year. So if even a small percentage of smokers don't transition because of insufficient nicotine, that will mean thousands more deaths annually. Yeah. If If you're okay with being, you know, if you're okay with a nicotine cap, knowing that large portions of smokers will remain smoking because of that nicotine cap, you kind of have to be okay with just saying, I don't care if those smokers die or not. And I think that's a terrible stance to take. And I think it's unbelievable that Health Canada, after having statements like this, saying there are general short-term health improvements if you completely switch, will also turn around and want a nicotine cap and a flavor ban, it's uh, it's kind of unbelievable to me. It will kill people. He ends it by saying, if Health Canada succeeds in introducing both a nicotine cap and a flavor ban on vaping, smoking weights will continue to be higher than necessary and many thousands of unnecessary deaths will follow. Yes. Yes, I 100% agree. I 100% agree Degree is not even a word. I mean, it is a word, but it's not in this I mean, context. But not for that one. Right, yeah. not for this one. Um, and that's why I think it's important to, to frequently and as often as you can push back against everything the government ever puts out at you ever. Even if you're not against a nicotine cap, even if you go, I'd be okay with a nicotine cap, be resistant to it even if you're okay with it because, again, they need to feel that pushback. And truly, right. honestly... How we should be against nicotine caps. I don't agree with And what about, caps. you know, maybe I don't use, right, I don't use 20 milligram or whatever right. it is, or 25, let's say. But, sure. you know, what if this, uh, my neighbor who smokes, who would need 25 milligram yeah. in order to stop smoking? Like, 100%. you also have to think about this in the context of future vapors, right? We're also, we're trying to protect stuff for ourselves, obviously, but we're also mm-hmm. trying to protect it for people who still currently smoke. We need options for them. You know what I mean? The less options they have, the less likely they may be to to use this to switch. So, I mean, it's it's about more than just what you need and protecting it for you. It's also for the future. Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. Yes, 100%. Absolutely, 100%. I get, look, this is going to sound tinfoily, but I was looking through the Health Canada website Um and they still have their stance on vaping. They still say that it's less harmful than smoking and completely switching can, you know, can be beneficial and, and, and things like this. But they use one line 
where they say, and it seems to be like a recurring thing, wherever you see Bloomberg philanthropy jargon sort of repeated, mm -hmm. and that is this whole idea that uh, vaping can definitely lead to like opioid addiction, right? They say vaping can lead to pills, vaping can lead to opioids, and that nomenclature, that messaging is purely Bloomberg. Purely There's WHO no evidence of that. There's no evidence like, of that at all. As we'll talk about when we talk about the World Health Organization, but Health Canada uses that same phrasing, and it kind of makes me wonder. Oh, okay. Well, maybe Bloomberg's Health Canada, probably up there. Uh, yeah, yeah, Bloomberg's probably up there. I would, like, I would guess that, and I just assumed it. To be honest I, with you, yeah. I just assumed they were doing he, this because of him. He's kind of trying to get his greasy tentacles all over the place. We talked about, you know, we've reported about him in the Philippines. This yep. is absolutely a Bloomberg move. Talking about youth use and flavors and uh -huh. that vaping can lead kids to pill addiction and opiate addiction. That is Bloomberg messaging. And Health Canada is just eating it up with no maple syrup. That's the worst part. Ugh. I know. That's the worst part, really, if you think about it. So, yeah. One more time, bringing your attention back around to tobaccokills.ca. If you are against this nicotine cap and if you are against a flavor ban in the country and you are against Bloomberg Philanthropies, go to tobaccokills.ca. Follow those two calls to actions. Do it. I wish they picked a different cool. URL, but what do you I know. Do? I see. It's, I kind of little... like it. I kind of like yeah, it. Yeah, but we're not prohibitionists, right? And that even applies right. to smoking. So if right, we're right. not going to, if we're not okay with them, you know, using that language, why are we using it? Like, but tobacco does safer. Kill. It does, but that's not the way to get people to stop doing it, right? That's not. That's not approved. Right. 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 And like, I think it's just a little. It's a little. It is. I mean, it is. It is, but it isn't. I because I thought this was like I thought this was a pretty slick little like, oh, tobacco kills like. You always see vapors and vape organizations using other nomenclature, safe alternatives, uh, right. clean nicotine, and, and yes. the such reduced as. harm. Yes. Reduced harm. We never are like on the offensive with tobacco. We never, you never see vapors going. I mean, except for I think that's because we'd be I, hypocrites because we did it. I mean, yeah, how many times yeah. as a smoker did somebody yeah. walk up to you and go, you know, that's going to kill you, right? Did that change your mind about smoking? Right, no. Right, right, then no. why are we going to beat that drum when we know firsthand it doesn't work? Like, that's my like, A, it's kind of hypocritical of us because we used to do it. Right. We right, know that right, messaging doesn't right, work. Right. How about we just, you know, it's just a little like, OK, it's their URL, whatever. But like, I would have picked something different personally. But I, I see it. So here's my take on it. Here's my hot take on it. I see it at more as like. They chose the URL tobaccokills.ca, which is Canada, you know. I think to me that shows the government that vapors do not want to be associated with tobacco. It's vapors saying, look, we know tobacco kills. This doesn't. Right. I think that's showing the government we don't want to be associated with tobacco. Vapors don't want to be associated with tobacco. The name, the word, even the word tobacco. Tobacco right. is what kills. But that operates under the assumption yeah. that they're going to separate the two in their mind, which so right. far they haven't. So right. we're not no, really helping ourselves. Yeah. Well, you know? 
Head over to tobaccokills.ca. We're split on our approval of it. It's, it that's of the URL. It's funny. But... I was really surprised to hear you say that because up until that moment, I was like, I really like tobaccokills.ca. You know, it's like, I'm this not, is so I'm great. not a fan. I'm not. Like, why I, are we going to use your, the prohibitionist your, tactics? Why are no. we going to do that? We're different. We're better than that. We are different. We are different and we are better than that. And you know who else we're better than is Bloomberg. And this article from Bloomberg News, look how shockingly alarmist this is. Marlboro maker asks FDA to convince Americans nicotine isn't that bad. He just had to throw, had to throw Marlboro maker. He couldn't have said PMI or Philip right. Morris International. It has to be Marlboro maker. So like ugh. Marlboro maker. And so, uh, What's going on with this? And I'm not going to spend any time reading the actual Bloomberg article of it because no. we're going to we're going to read, I think, in full a, a very nice critique of yep. it from uh, Brad Radu. Radu. Nailed it. Brad Radu. And it. It's spectacular. So what's really what's trying what's going on here and the reason that this article even exists is Altria is urging FDA. They wrote a letter to FDA saying, Hey, mm -hmm. can you just tell the truth? Like that's really all yeah. they're asking. It's kind of like, yeah. Hey, tell the truth. Right. FDA has been studying nicotine for decades. We have so much information on nicotine. Mm -hmm. We know how addictive it is. We know all of the harms that can possibly cause, you know, and it's basically Altria is just asking FDA to, hey, tell the truth. Just right. That's kind of it. We sell 80 million just, gums just and patches truth. over the counter without yep. even a prescription. Yep. Your doctor recommends it to you. Yep. How about we try to dispel some of the misinformation about nicotine? Yes. Because it's F nicotine is FDA approved. So 100%. clearly it's not the evil thing. hundred percent. You make it evil when it's convenient for you, and then when it's inconvenient, you make it sound good because gums. What is because happening gums, right patches. now? I know. I think there. I think. I think people. I think organizations like FDA are are at this like weird point that they didn't think about where yeah. you can't yeah. continue to demonize vaping nicotine while continuing to praise NRT nicotine. Right. You can't like, keep doing that. You can't go. It can't our, be good our, over our here. Nicotine's good, but here. this nicotine is 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 bad. You know they're reaching. And this they've point got where, nicotine like, inhalers too. Yeah, so it's not like inhaling it is different because there's an inhaler. Okay, like I get it. There are other considerations for vaping, like vaping sure. of flavors. But when we're talking strictly about nicotine, nah, bro, you don't get to do that. Like nope. my version's okay, but. That one's not. Well, and like, that's one of the things that fucking Stanton. Oh, wrong, wrong one. Stanton. Nope, wrong one, one, one. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to find old Glancy. Where what? is he? Oh, there's a <sighs> Watch out. <laughs> that's some, you know, that's something that Stanton Glance constantly, constantly drives home with this is all of his messaging is always like, well, it's not FDA approved. It's not FDA approved. Neither is the yogurt you ate for breakfast, Stanton. Right. <laughs> Give me a break. I don't think Stanton eats eats yogurt. Stanton drinks. The car you drive children. is not FDA approved. 
It's not You're, FDA approved. I mean, just that's what Stanton glances like really big, huge takeaway. In fact, where is his? Oh, see, now I'm getting out of order. So let's just stick with this. Let's okay. just stick with this. Bloomberg, he has this big, long article. It's very alarmist. There's there's many sort of problems and, and issues with it. And at the very end, I just want to bring this in and I just want to read this this paragraph because Brad Rodu, 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 like raw WWF, uh, raw do, All right, raw do. So in this, listen to this scientist uh, quoted in this Bloomberg article: "Nicotine isn't benign," said Eric Lindblom, a former senior advisor to the FDA's Center for Tobacco Products and now a senior scholar at the O'Neill Institute, a health research group at Georgetown University. Studies show it can interfere with brain development and birth outcomes. It's an agricultural poison in large doses. <laughs> what? Why? What does that what? have to do with anything? It you realize makes- that... All medications in your cabinet, if you take it in large doses, is probably going to kill you. Yes. Yes. Also, uh, if you drink too much water, that will kill you, that you will die. But you don't run up to someone drinking a bottle of water on the street and just smack it out of their hand and be like, I'm so glad I... You know, if you if you drink too much water, you'll die. You could die. Like you'll die. The dosage makes the poison. The there are plenty like, of things what? in our life that, at too high of concentrations, would be bad for us, and at the right concentration, have positive health effects and/or do something good for us. Yes. What it's used for in agriculture has literally nothing to do with anything. You want to talk about nothing. what chemotherapy is? Okay. You want to talk about what a lot of pills are? <laughs> What, like, I mean, stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Uh, look, yes, I know. And I, it's one of those things that doesn't make any sense because you don't even need to say that kind of stuff about cigarettes, right? You don't say, well, you no. know, a thousand cigarettes could burn down. A, you know, you don't have to make these crazy exaggerated claims because cigarettes are terrible, but nicotine vaping, it's like, where everybody seems to be landing on nicotine vaping is the worst thing that's going to happen is you are addicted to something. Right. This is what we've established. This is all of the harm from vaping is that you you'll may just be, be addicted. Dependent you might be dependent. It. Right. You Not even barely. You might be dependent like on something. I like that better. Yeah. I like it much better because uh, I don't know. Maybe we addiction should do a, has we, negative we connotations. An addiction. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, it's not even factually accurate. I mean, if you no, think it's a, about the... It's a weird word that doesn't really have a strict definition, so it's real weird. Yeah, well, and, and also, you know, it has to do with harms where you would keep doing something despite the health outcomes or despite the harms... That are happening, right. In, ...involved. So it's not really an, a, a super accurate word for that. No. And so Brad... R- Radu? Radu. Yes, you got it. I always want to say Rudu. Brad Radu. Uh, Brad Radu. What's uh give us Brad Radu's uh you know credentials. What does Brad Radu do? So he's been I mean, he's one of the longest running researchers of smokeless tobacco that I am aware of in the United States. Mm-hmm. He's been researching smokeless and snooze for like 
a bajillion years. He's he's like one of the, I think, resident experts in the United States on smokeless tobacco. He's gotten a lot of shit for it, basically, mm -hmm. um, over the years because he started looking at the research and was like, hey, you know, way before vaping was around, he was like, this is a reduced harm thing. Like, this right. is actually could help people. Right. And he got, you know, a lot of shit for that. Um, but he is a professor at um, University of Louisville. And uh, yeah, he's a super smart dude who's been researching, you know, basically tobacco harm reduction and smokeless products for like a long time. Also, he always wears bow ties and it's amazing. He, he is. He's an adorable dude. And as Danielle, I mean, that's quite the list of credentials. He seems to be just what I put in my Twitter profile. He seems to be the actual like professional tobacco control critic. Yes. Right. Yeah, he definitely he's the one that goes after glance. You know what yeah, I mean? He'll go after like, oh, yeah, he he spearheaded the effort to get that glance heart attack paper retracted like other people helped. But my understanding was that Brad was like, you know, he drove that bus. You know what I'm saying? There were a lot yeah. of people on the bus, but I think that he drove it. Yeah, I definitely think he was driving that bus. And so I, I'm going to just read this because it's a quick little kind of blog entry. And yeah. just for the record, uh, Brad get uh, just install a, a new theme on your blog please i know i want to like please. redo it for him i'm like please. can i just set yes. you up with a wordpress pro bono pro yeah, bono, bono. We could do that we could do that we you. could get that work done yeah brad i'm begging you the information here is so good but it's on like the default blogger you know yeah it is it is <laughs> And he puts like these huge images that move the text. Anyway, it's I just know, kind it's, of awkward. It's, but it's precious. Here's what Brad had to say about the uh, about this great Bloomberg article where Marlboro make makers of Marlboro, you know, and and even just hang on, where's the headline? Where's the GD headline? I want to point out something else about this headline too. Convince. They use this word convince, and to me right. that stuck out to me like. They're almost saying they almost want to insinuate that Marlboro is trying to ask the FDA to trick you. Right. 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 That's the like kind it's of a lie. The, right. Like it's a lie. Like that's kind of the, the connotation right there. You know, Marlboro, they want the FDA to trick you. They uh -huh. want the FDA to trick you to thinking, a, you know, nicotine isn't that bad when it is really bad because it can addict you to nicotine. Oh, no, that's like that's a biased word. It should have said Marlboro Maker asks FDA. Actually, it should have said Altria asks yes. FDA to educate Americans <laughs> about how nicotine. How about that verb educate? That, yes. That's what Convinced. the accurate, you know, re, let's rewrite the headline. Grim Green. Altria yeah. Maker. Or no, I'll not Maker. Altria asks FDA to educate Americans about nicotine about nicotine how about that about Let's nicotine. Just, i mean isn't that isn't that bad about i don't know something i'd have to think about but it for nicotine a minute, but. how about we'll just use the sally satel headline and we'll just say try to educate americans that nicotine isn't the villain yeah there you go or nicotine Boom. isn't like yeah the villain there you go the villain. i like it nicotine's not the villain nicotine's not the villain Brad says, in an article published on March 4th, Bloomberg reporter Tiffany Carey quotes from a February 25 letter sent to the FDA from Paige Magnus, cool name, tobacco manufacturer Altria's senior vice president for regulatory affairs. 
Per the article, Altria asked FDA to tackle misperceptions about nicotine as part of a proposed $100 million advertising campaign to reduce the harm caused by tobacco. Three-fourths of U.S. adults incorrectly believe nicotine causes cancer, Altria said in the communication, citing government research. So Altria is essentially showing the government their own research, right, and saying, can you just go by this, what you said? Yeah, the thing that you said that you've been, like, the saying, like, said? can you just tell the people that <laughs> so, like, they don't – because, you know, there's this survey out, right, that right, says that, like, right. 80% of doctors and, like, 80% of Americans falsely think that nicotine is bad and causes cancer. Yes. You know that's not true because you have, like, decades of research. Could you just make right. an effort to – to but correct you're, this yeah, misinformation you're not, doing, you're not doing anything to fix this or correct this this gap in knowledge doing right. nothing and if if that headline said uh johnson and johnson asks fda to educate americans that nicotine isn't bad we'd be having a completely different conversation and mm -hmm. bloomberg wouldn't have written that right because johnson right. and johnson makes nrt products so yes. if it came from them everybody would probably be like oh yeah that's a good oh, idea comes yeah. from altria and they're like yeah lies. how could it be true here and false here like i'm just gonna say it again stop it stop it stop it, it. Stop it. The article continues. The drug has even been touted as a way to ease tension and sharpen the mind before noting that it is the ingredient that addicts people to tobacco products and it has risks, including possibly making people more susceptible to abusing opioids. That is a, an exclusively Bloomberg-ism. He's the only person, the Bloomberg philanthropists are the only ones pushing the making people more susceptible to abusing opioids. And also I think, they used weasel words, didn't they? Didn't that say may? Yes. Uh, may. It says possibly making more people susceptible to abusing opioids. In your dreams, bitch. Yeah. In, it's such a far off thing. It's such just a, how does that make sense in anybody's brain ever? No. That vaping would somehow, I mean, do cigarettes do the same thing? Do, do, do cigarettes lead people to opioids? No. We've I mean, they've never talked about that we've before. Does about alcohol? Yeah, we've never discussed to, that. You, you know, use drugs? No, we don't really nope. talk about that. But damn it, that gummy bear flavor in your no. nicotine vape, you're going to go, oh, this oh, tastes yeah. good. Hey, you guys, have you ever tried, try some Oxy? Yeah, like, exactly. Good Lord. Those go together. Tout. He says, tout is a derogatory term, meaning to describe or advertise boastfully. Given that nicotine conveys many proven benefits, here and here, he lists them, touting is not required. Still, Bloomberg irresponsibly and inaccurately paints it as a gateway to hard drugs. Altria is not wrong to ask the FDA to combat misinformation about nicotine and tobacco, but the agency is unlikely to act on their request. FDA officials have made their position clear, saying, in essence, we will continue to tell Americans that all nicotine and tobacco products are dangerous. Any manufacturer's claim to the contrary about their products must be approved by us first. Hard line in the sand, FDA. All mm -hmm. nicotine products are dangerous. 
all and then but you'd go to the fda and you'd say are all nicotine products dangerous and they'd go yes all nicotine products are dangerous and then you could show them their own data and go well what about general snooze and the continuum of risk right i mean it's like the meme of that guy patting his head trying to figure out which button to press it's like nicotine either is a gateway to cigarettes or you know it's like can't figure out which button to press it's because you can't press either of them because you've painted yourself into this weird corner and you can't get out of it gateway to hard drugs come on Approved oh what about nicorette bro what about yeah, nicorette sure yeah is everybody that chewed nicorette gum are they just opiate you know they're they're just crazy addicted to opiates now it just went straight to hard drugs is just, that how that works yeah, nicotine gum, you never know. Nicotine lozenges, gum. perhaps? Yeah. Just one lozenge can spiral your life into hard drugs, a gateway to hard drugs. <laughs> Bloomberg says the agency does have the budget and marketing chops to reach the masses through its public education campaigns, but the agency uses much of those resources on targeting the health risks of products made by the likes of Altria. Its recent real cost... Yeah, real cost, real cost. Its recent real cost ads say oral tobacco can cause mouth cancer, which is not true according to this government research. Tooth loss, which is totally bogus, brown teeth and jaw pain, also caused by coffee and chewing gum. While most vapes contain seriously addictive levels of nicotine. In addition, to filming, in addition to filling smokers' brains with misinformation, the FDA's real cost campaign costs taxpayers real money. In a commentary published last year in the American Journal of Public Health, I commented that the second largest FDA Center for Tobacco Products budget item, I didn't know this. Did you know this uh, before this? Uh-huh. I think so. $159 million? And all it goes to, it's 22% of their budget. All it goes to is public education campaigns and communications to reduce tobacco use and tell targeted audience about the harms of tobacco product use. $159 million to tell youths that they shouldn't vape because it will addict them to nicotine? Hundred Should we have spent... It's not a taxing problem. It's a spending problem. It's a spending problem. In this category, the real cost youth e-cigarette prevention campaign shows e-cigarettes invading adolescent brains, uh, adolescent bodies as worms, and a magician converting e-cigarettes into combustible tobacco cigarettes. The FDA has acknowledged, apparently, without concern, that the campaign convinces adult smokers that e-cigarettes are equally more harmful than cigarettes, thus suppressing quitting attempting to lend credence to the story bloomberg remember the science quote bloomberg quotes eric lindblom a lawyer who has worked for the fda and for the prohibitionist campaign for tobacco free kids offering the pseudo revelation that nicotine isn't benign have we has any vapor organization CASA, safada rights for vapors cafra any any organization in co ever said that nicotine is benign no i've never heard that Who's it's a ever stimulant it's a stimulant no one has ever i have never said nicotine oh nicotine's benign nicotine's completely benign no one's ever I said don't, that there's not a lot in this world that is completely benign if we're being honest yeah i mean like yeah <laughs> really? 
really. Again, no. drink too much. Well, I feel like oregano, if you eat too much, probably is not benign. You know what I'm definitely. saying? Like, definitely. No. It'll at least we, mess you up the next day. Yeah, we liken it to a similar stimulant, which is caffeine. Now, yep. in people's minds, caffeine is no big deal. Not really sure why nicotine should be much different than that, but that's our point. Yeah. Not saying know. it doesn't do anything. We're just saying that it is like other things that we also consume and don't freak out about. Yeah, but even, I know, and Eric Lindbaum even saying this, nicotine isn't benign. To me, that's just a straw man argument. Him saying, yeah. well, nicotine isn't benign. He's kind of insinuating that, oh, everybody else is telling you, all the vapors and all the, va you know, the vape orgs are telling you that nicotine is benign, but nicotine is not benign. No one's saying when that. really no one is saying that he just knocked up, you know, he set up and knocked down his own little straw right, man right. argument. Straw man. Oh, nicotine yeah. isn't benign. Lundholm opines that nicotine can interfere with brain development. That is a documented fallacy <laughs> and birth In outcomes. Adolescent rodents only. Yeah. Uh, it did interfere with brain development in adolescent rodents. Um, and then Closes it with a non sequitur that it is an agricultural poison in large doses. What relevance of large dose agricultural applications to smokers, drippers, and vapors? Absolutely zero, as with the value of the cited Bloomberg hit piece. Yeah, no holding back. He just straight up called it a hit piece. And Brad it is. calls it like he sees it. Yeah, Brad calls it like he sees it. Calls it like he sees it, and it is a hit piece full of full of wrong things full of half truths whole lies and yep. we need to be reminded yet again that oh in large doses you know nicotine can be an agricultural insecticide okay. along with lots of stuff caffeine i believe as well can also be an insecticide i think it is actually in insect, in, 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 in i thought i heard that too like in really high doses yeah yeah sure. it definitely is now before I get to Glance's take on this, hang on. I did see some super chats coming, and I apologize. I haven't got to any of them yet. Get who was who was this first one? I don't. I can't read the name, but it says, "Hey guys, humbly wondering if you can do a piece on refrigeration of e-liquid." There's a lot of conflicting info online. Interested because I have a buttload of juice, and I have some in the fridge. Fridge is a good step. You can freeze nicotine for a really long time in an airtight container up to six years in your freezer. I'll try to track down a link to an old ECF thread where there was a chemistry professor talking about this exact subject. And he said himself, he kept six, he kept something like two liters of nicotine yeah. in his fridge in an airtight container for six years with no change, no oxidizing, right. no nothing, no degradation. So it can be done freezer, fridge, Yes, it will help. Yes. And I'll put a link down in the description to whoever that person is. And I'm sorry, I can't see your name. Um, but Christopher Murdoch had a super chat here. The 66 milligram Nick is what DIY users. Oh. Yeah, Janine said that to me too in oh. chat. It was a limitation on like purchasing nicotine strengths, oh. like straight nicotine. That actually makes a lot of sense. Because I'm sitting here thinking there's no 66 milligram jewel. I don't think like so. No, but, but it's for like raw ingredient type situations. Okay. So if this cap goes through, DIY nicotine would also be capped at 20 milligram. Yep. That's really very interesting. That kind of ruins DIY. I mean, you could get a lot of three milligram out of 20 milligram concentrate, I'm sure, but 
not nearly as much as if you could get like a hundred milligram. Right. It just makes it more expensive. It's just going to make it more expensive. It's going to kind of reduce the appeal of DIY. Right. Yeah. Let's keep reducing the appeal of the best quit smoking aid in the history of earth forever. Yeah. (laughs) Let's just keep de-incentivizing people. What can we think of? Oh my God. I just, it seems like they're, it's just like they're not even hiding it anymore. And eventually they're just going to go, okay, look, only cigarettes. Yeah. Just smoke, please. Only cigarettes, (laughs) you know, (laughs) unbelievable. Um, uh, in the UK, Aramac, uh, there was, sorry, there was one. Nick Ryan says, all I can say is a Canadian and having a parent who I have been trying to get to switch to vaping for years. I hope that they don't go through with it. Nick Ryan, I hope that they do not go through with it as well. And if they do, then the government of Canada has to be okay with knowing that their actions are leading directly to the deaths of lots of their citizens to the tune of 40,000 a year up in Canada. Um, Aramanic uh, says, in the UK, we have a nicotine cap and vaping is booming. Yeah. You do, and vaping is booming. But you know what the biggest problem in the UK right now, and it's not uh, Bloomberg and it's not Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids, although it's a little bit, the UK government can't get enough smokers to switch to vaping. They can't, they just can't do it. People won't do it. People are resistant. They hear news from the US. Maybe they try it. Maybe they don't like it. I Britain wants to get to a smoke-free society, something by like 2030. 30 or 2025 or something, something like, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to get there with a 20 milligram nicotine cap. I don't think they're going to get there with a nicotine cap. If the UK wants more of their citizens to vape, raise the nicotine cap and you will see yep. the smoking rates drop even further. More of your citizens will vape. If you raise the nicotine cap, I guarantee you. Also guarantee take a rolled up you. newspaper and smack the United States every mm-hmm. time they lie about it. That will yeah. also help. Every single Just time. Saying. Every single Just time. Saying. Just a little whap. You know what I mean? That kind of seems to be happening though recently with like the UK, the, the UK versus the World Health Organization is just one of my favorite things that's going mm-hmm. on right now. Because <laughs> World Health, you know, they keep pushing that prohibitionist tobacco control framework and the UK is just going, what? What? Like, no. Are Are you high? And now it seems like it's been going on so long that the UK and PHE and people like Martin Dockrell, you know, are getting legitimately like mad, like Uh, angry, like, okay, that's enough type of, you know, type of things happening. Okay. Uh, Okay. That's enough. That's more than enough. Let's get back to Glance. Here's his headline regard. Oh, was that God. all the super chats though? I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't, I missed some of the super chats there. I apologize. Oh, we'll get yeah. this headline right off of the screen. That's unbelievable that I would do that. Uh, Dave, patients might kill themselves easily with FDA approved uh, prescription drugs. Nicotine outside NRTs just doesn't generate profits for the pharmaceutical mafia. It doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, and it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, there's really no other way to say it. It just doesn't. Nope. Clean nicotine outside of NRTs and outside of tobacco only helps uh, citizens. So slim chances of that being promoted, you know, and they're not going to let it slip by without at least trying to take some of the credit 
for it. You know, Dave Lloyd. Hey, Nick, Legion Vape sent me. Thank you, Legion Vapes. Fighting the good fight. Always fighting the good fight, Dave Lloyd. Uh, I got Derek. How you doing, Derek? I just wanted to say thank you for your info like always. I use a lot of what I learn here to educate customers at the shop I work at. Fuck yeah, Derek. Fuck yeah, Derek. Um, awesome. I'm, I'm glad you're here, bro. And, uh, you know, we're trying to educate as people as much as possible. So let's end. Let's wrap up this whole like Bloomberg thing because Glance chimed in about it too. And I'm not going to spend any... Just read this, read the headline on his blog. FDA should ignore Philip Morris's request to tell the public that nicotine doesn't cause cancer. That is a crazy ass headline. Wait, FDA also, should ignore what also? I want to fact check something. Ooh, what are you fact checking? Okay, oh, so -check? do I need to get the rid of the letter? The letter was from Altria. Yes. Stanton Glantz said Philip Morris. Right. Doesn't uh, PMI own Altria? PMI and they're, Altria are connected, I think. It's very confusing, but they're separate. Are so, they? Glancy. Really? Oh, yeah. Philip Morris. They are separate companies. Yes. it is. Okay, Trust so me, I get confused all the time, but I do know that there's a difference, right? There was some Twitter fiasco where one of the groups said something and I think it was Moira or somebody jumped in and was uh -huh. like, you know, that's not the right company, right? And they had to like delete the tweet because tobacco control can't keep it straight either. They mix it up all the time too. Oh, so um, that's what Glancy did here. Altria is different than Philip. They have like, they're related, there's things. I don't remember all the ins and outs and incestuous situations going on. But sure. I'm pretty sure that that is inaccurate. It wasn't a Philip Morris request. I believe it was an Altria, according to what Brad's saying. I just want to go ahead and fact check Stanton Glance and just yeah. say one more thing about why he's apart from good. apart from him having the wrong company in the title. FDA. This is he thinks the FDA should ignore their request to tell the public that the nicotine that nicotine doesn't cause cancer. I mean. That's in. That's what a crazy person says. Yeah, I mean, this is unbelievable. This is like FDA lie about nicotine to Americans. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what he's saying. Mm -hmm. FDA lie about nicotine to uh, to uh, to Americans. And so, the the funniest thing. Oh my God! I can't believe I lost it. Oh no, here it is. The funniest thing, and I'm not going to spend any more time on Glance because. Here's the thing. Ew. Ew, A. And Glance, he's just like, I, I, I have respect for Stanton Glance and for what he's done for tobacco control. I mean, he's a very prolific researcher in tobacco control at University of California, San Francisco. Like, that's, that's nothing to blow your nose at. And there's nothing wrong with, I have to do this on a daily basis. There's nothing wrong with just admitting like, I, I'm out of touch, right? I'm out mm -hmm. of touch. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The, I don't know what's going on. I don't know the whole. I don't know the whole deal. Uh, I'm out of touch with the science, whatever. And that's all he is. And I kind of feel bad for him a little bit because he's really trying to hang on there and stay relevant. And it kind of bums me out. And then if you get into this blog, the first sentence in the blog says, "Well, Philip Morris is correct that nicotine does not seem to cause cancer." <laughs> That kills me that with the headline saying FDA should ignore 
Philip Morris, the first thing he says is, well, Philip Morris is actually right. Nicotine does not seem to, uh, to seem to cause cancer. How, how did these two headlines go together? I, I, hang on, I have to put them together. I don't know why I did this the bad way. Uh, this. FDA should ignore Philip Morris's request to tell the public that nicotine doesn't cause cancer. Philip Morris is correct, though, that nicotine does not seem to cause cancer. That is literally asking the FDA to, to lie. Yeah, and he has this. He has this like sort of the, the thing that Philip Morris ignores is that nicotine makes cancer worse. Even that, I'm not a scientist or a doctor, and I know that even that is kind of too big of a blanket statement to make because it's not it all tumors are affected by right. nicotine. Exactly. And as we reported last week, there was the study where she found that NRT or e-cigarettes are good for people going through chemotherapy and right. don't ha have a positive effect on some right. types of tumors. Yeah, it's only a half truth. Like, and there's also other things out there, you know, like somebody mentioned in chat, like sugar can also, sugar. you know, cause, you know what I mean? So sugar. it's not, that's not a fair, I don't know what kind of shitty argument that is, but it's not a whole truth there's nuance there and they're just steamrolling. He's just steamrolling over it. Yeah, there's exactly. Oh, exactly. There is nuance there and he's kind of just steamrolling all over it. So I don't want to spend any more time on Stanton glance, but, uh, yeah, I'll post some links down in the description. I'm not going to post a link to the Bloomberg article because it's kind of behind a paywall anyway, and you don't really even need to read it. It's kind of stupid and unimportant, but you should definitely read the Brad Radu critique yes. of yes, the Bloomberg article because it is spectacular. I'm going to have a whole mess of links to literally everything I talked about down in the description. And we're going to start wrapping this up and we're going to wrap it up with some, uh, some sciencey stuff. Yeah. Dusting off the, uh, <laughs> dusting off the old, uh, <laughs> dusting off the old Nick guy, the science man bit. Old Nick Guy, the science man bit. What do you got to say? Chasing clouds and flavor reviews. Oh, wait, hang on. There was some more super chats that came in. Uh, buy short fills and add all the Nick you want. That's true. I mean, you can do that. But again, it's just one it, of those workarounds. Harder. If a smoker, if you right. are a, an adult and you are smoking, you are used to a one-step process of here and now I'm smoking and that's it, right? Boom, boom. Now I'm smoking. Now I have my nicotine. It's hard to, to say, oh, you can get that same nicotine in vaping. Oh, really? I can? Well, technically, yes, but you're going to have to... No, no, stay with me here. You're going to have to take all these bottles and sort of mix them all together. You need three 20-milligram bottles to sort of mix this all together. At that point, a smoker's going to go, uh, I'm good. Yeah. I'll just yeah. smoke. I'll just smoke. So it's not a matter of being able to do it. It's a matter of being able to do it in a way that a smoker can go, oh, okay, this will work. You uh -huh. know, because there are too many fucking times when a smoker tries and vape, tries a e-cig, tries a jewel, tries a blue, tries a whatever, puffs on it and goes, nope. And then that's the last time they try vaping. That's unacceptable to me. And just that one simple pod couldn't win a smoker over how on earth are we going to win a smoker over telling them they have to mix three bottles of liquid together before they can even vape right you know we should be making not to mention the fact so that it's easily accessible battery and technology right and, and batteries you know. and technologies and it's like well you have to watch out for flavor if your coil gets burnt and your wick right, gets right. dry the flavor you know 
it's already a fucking complicated process. It is. We need is. to streamline this shit. And that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I love pod systems so much is it's purely streamlined vaping. Yep. It's like, here you go. Plug this in here and then this puff on it. like the lowest steps possible. And sometimes that doesn't even work, you know? Yeah. Anyway. So yes, I, I definitely agree with you. If you want high nicotine, there is uh, there is a way to get high nicotine. Buy a bunch of short fills. Chasing clouds and flavor reviews, how are you doing? I hear people keep saying 60 milligram is a lot of nick, but that's just those people who think that I use that I but that's just those people who think that I use 50 milligram in my original Cali burn while working and three milligram at home in larger devices. Same feeling for me. Yeah, right. Yes, absolutely correct. You have to consider the volume of vapor when you're thinking about things like nicotine. Like you certainly wouldn't take 30, 40 milligram salt nicotine and put it in an RTA and just rip it hard. You, you just wouldn't do that. When people vape 60 plus milligram nicotine, it's always out of a pod and they're always uh-huh. smaller, mouth to uh-huh. lung, get your nicotine, don't need to have a big song and dance and right, weather right, system right. everywhere. Right. But that same pod that can satisfy me while I'm at a, a, a rock show or at Disneyland or something like that, I can get home and take three pulls on a cloud chasing three milligram and still feel the same satisfied. Right. So you say, it's like, yes, you're vaping three milligram, but the volume of vapor is so exponentially bigger that mm-hmm. you're probably getting a lot more nicotine than you think. Right. Right. That's what I would say. Right. That's what I would say in response to that, uh, Chasing Clouds. I agree with you. Over 10 mil tank can't contain Nick anyways in the UK. Oh, yeah. Over 10 mil bottle can't contain Nick anyway. So yeah. even if you want high Nick, you're going to be mixing... 30 different salt tiny little bottles and tiny yeah. little nick shots dude tiny tiny little nick shots okay so science do you know what a single arm study is danielle jones um i don't <laughs> i feel like i kind of know but i don't want to say it while danielle Let's jones look. facts checks that uh i we got a little bit of science here a new study in okay danielle jones found it Mm-hmm. Uh, the simplest trial design is a okay. single arm trial. Okay. In this design, a sample of individuals with a target medical condition is given the experimental therapy and then followed over time to observe uh, their response. So it's what we're kind yes. of used to seeing. There's yeah. more complex trials, but a single arm is what we're primarily used to seeing in most of these things that we report. Single arm makes sense for this. A new study in nicotine and tobacco research published by Oxford University Press finds that the use of high-strength nicotine e-cigarettes can help adults with schizophrenia spectrum disorders quit smoking. I was I was fascinated by this. Uh, so many good things in this. And this is a prime example of why we need people like Radu or someone mm-hmm. to disseminate a, a study like a raw scientific study into words that kind of make sense because the name yes. of the study is a single oh, yeah. arm open label pilot and feasibility study of high nicotine strength e-cigarettes intervention for smoking cessation or reduction for people with schizophrenia spectrum disorders who smoke cigarettes. That's I mean, crazy. It's, it's medical <laughs> jargony, wordy words. It's yeah. so medical jargony. We're as bad as lawyers. And that's why we need people to sort of, uh, you know, that's why we need people to disseminate, I, in my opinion, this, uh, this kind of information. Um, 
Some 60 to 90% of people with schizophrenia smoke cigarettes compared to 15 to 20% of the general population. As a result of high smoking rates, people with mental health conditions also have high rates of morbidity and mortality from smoking-related diseases compared with the general population. Therefore, quitting smoking is particularly important for this group of people, this, you know, people with mental health whatever disorders schizophrenia spectrum disorders it's harder for them to quit smoking than it is for even just a smoker and if you're a an adult cigarette smoker you already know how hard it is so imagine that exponentially worse but what did this study find well before we get to what the study found we need to get to what this the point of the study was this study 40 adults with schizophrenia spectrum disorders who smoked and did not intend to reduce or quit smoking participated in a 12-week study using Juul e-cigarettes loaded with 5% nicotine pods with a follow-up visit at 24 weeks. Well, I don't think I need to tell you that how this went because otherwise we wouldn't be reporting on it. Are you ready for some key findings? Some 40% of participants had stopped smoking traditional cigarettes by the end of 12 weeks. That's great. Uh-huh. When you think about it's more difficult for a person on the schizophrenia spectrum disorder range to quit smoking, the fact that 40%, that's, that's huge. Researchers observed an overall sustained 50% reduction smoking or complete smoking abstinence in 92.5% of participants at the end of 12 weeks. Researchers also observed an overall 75% reduction in median daily cigarette consumption from 25 to 6 by the end of 12 weeks, which I don't care. Stan Glatz can shit on dual use all he wants, but that's an absolute win in my book. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. After six months, 24 weeks after the study began, 35% of participants had completely stopped smoking conventional tobacco cigarettes while continuing to use e-cigarettes. I mean, but wait, there's more. Researchers here also measured a significant decrease in daily cigarette consumption that was also confirmed at the end of 24 weeks. The study's authors report that 57.5% of participants reduced their cigarette usage by over 50%. Additionally, researchers found that participants' mean blood pressure, heart rate, and weight measurably decreased between the start of the study and the 12-week follow-up. Positive and negative symptoms of schizophrenia were not significantly were not significantly different after using e-cigarettes throughout the whole duration of the study. And at the end of the study, 61.9% of participants reported feeling more awake, less irritable, and experiencing greater concentration and reduced hunger. Science! F in science, and I F and love it. This is another argument, in my opinion, for high nicotine, high nicotine e-cigarettes. And even mm-hmm. if, like, I don't know, this isn't my job to try to figure it out, but... What if you had like cigarette concentration, e-cigarette concentrations of up to like 25% commercially, uh, maybe above that for a prescription? I don't even feel like that's a good enough of a... I don't I think, think it that's needs to a all be consumer. Yeah, I think it needs to all be consumer. But I mean, this just speaks volumes. High nicotine e-cigarettes got people with schizophrenia spectrum disorders to quit smoking after only 12 weeks, yeah, just 12 weeks. 
Incredible. I'm going to post a link down in the description to that wonderful, wonderful little bit of science. But wait, there's a little bit more science here because King's College London study, yeah, confirms harm reduction characteristics of e-cigarettes. Literally, no one in this chat should be surprised by this, but uh, King's College London, uh, they have a new study that, yes, reconfirms that e-cigarettes have a clear benefit of helping people quit smoking. This study conducted by a team at King's College London found that the number of people in England who smoke has continued to fall in recent years. Of course, smoking tobacco products is still the leading cause of preventable death in the country. England alone, nearly 75,000 people die from smoking in 2019. Our results show, wait, I think I have a thing for this. Yeah, here it is. Our results show that when used daily, e-cigarettes help people quit smoking compared to no help at all, said Martin McDermott, a research fellow at the college's National Addiction Center and the lead author of the recently published study, these findings are in line with our previous research showing that e-cigarettes are more effective aid for quitting the nicotine replacement therapy and prescribed medication. Glancy disagrees with you. Ah, I feel like researchers... Yeah, go fucking glance. I feel like researchers in the UK are getting bored of researching vaping. I know, right? Right. It seems like that. It's oh every, look, it's awesome. Yeah. Surprise. Oh look, it's you know, oh what's the King's College London? Another study that yeah. you know, another year, another study that shows that yes, all of this evidence falls in line with all of our previous evidence, and we're just proving again and again and again and again and over and over and over again that not only are they way less harmful but they work a little bit better than NRTs at getting people to quit smoking. Oh, they do. I feel like Linda Bald, someone's going to go, Linda Bald, do you want to do another study on vaping? And she's just going to go, again? Like, again? See, here's where I have hope. I feel like these glorious researchers who do this are like, you know what? Yes, again, until the whole world okay, stops, uh, yes. you know, smokes less. And yeah. I feel like they get it and they're like we're going to keep doing it until vaping is accessible to everyone and the yeah. amount of people who smoke is at a very 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 low rate because there's probably always going to be some people that want to smoke mm. and freedom right freedom. you're allowed to do that they should. but if the majority of them see the less harmful alternative you know if there's like a base like half percent of people that are just going to smoke i i still call that a win right if they yes. know about the products they yeah. know that they're available you know it's it's affordable it's easy it's within yeah. reach it's all the thing like i feel like they won't can't stop won't stop until that is achieved that's my hope i that is a much more optimistic take <laughs> than my than my cynical like really again like how many more times i feel like i would be frustrated if i was a researcher in the united kingdom and i kept coming up with study after study after study after study after study just showing the same thing, the same thing. It's like, well, now, no, now they're 97%. We actually found that they're less harmful than we even, you know, previously thought before. I'd just, just keep gonna, going. You know, I'd be like, just gonna what can going. I do? What can yeah. I do now? Let me try it on uh, people with depression. Let me try it on uh, people with diabetes. Let yeah. me try it on, you know. See? Yeah. Let, now, and if, and see if we had stopped, if we had stopped, like I had suggested, we would have never, you know, discovered uh, schizophrenia. It helps high nicotine exactly. e-cigarettes help people with schizophrenia. So huge. I mean, Whatever, that just kudos. points out how much of a social justice issue it is too, 100%. right? You guys, like, 
like the, you know, people who suffer from, you know, mental health disorders, disabilities, issues have a much higher, as that article said, uh, more, way more higher than the general population, um, you know, likelihood of being uh, using cigarettes, as do like people in the LGBTQ community, yep. as do, you know, a lot of people of color, specifically yep. like Native Americans, yep. um, indigenous people, exactly, all across indigenous the world. people. Like those are communities who have less of a voice and less power in a lot of these situations. And they're the hit, they're hit hardest by these issues with like tobacco and death and disease caused by it. Like this needs to be available to them. And because it's a bunch of, you know, rich white people who are like, no, my children, we're completely not listening to the fact that indigenous people and people of color and underserved communities are like, actually, this could be really great for us. White people, could you just like, I don't know, parent your kids so that we could not die? Could that be a thing? Maybe like we need to talk about this issue (laughs) because it really shows like what we're paying attention to and what we're ignoring. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's it's like, how can it not be a social justice issue at this point? It it is. It just straight up a hundred percent is. 100% is. And this is just more science. And I like that. I want King's College London to continue doing study after study after study after study. And you know what the funniest thing about the UK is like doing any research for vaping in the UK, certain names always pop up. It's like King's College London, sure, Royal College of Physicians, Public Health England, Martin Dockrell, Linda Bald. There's a few names that keep popping up. Mm -hmm. Oxford, yeah. And then there's also names that pop up on the other side of it. When you see... The anti-vaping like college in uh, the UK, Bath University, but that's because that's where Bloomberg Philanthropies is based out of, is Bath University. So you'll see every time King's College London does a big vape study where they come to the same conclusions, you know, reinforcing all of their previous data, Bath will always have a little like critique of it. Bath is like the anti-vaping college in the UK and it's purely because of Bloomberg. And I find it hilarious because you can always find something from bath. That's anti-vaping uh-huh. bath yep. university. They just hate vaping. <laughs> they just hate it. Um, one last little science thing we've gone for a pretty good long time. Now we might run a little bit long, but there's one last little sciencey thing that I wanted to mention. The gateway effect of e-cigarettes may be explained by a genetic liability to risk taking. This is interesting. This Uh is really, really interesting science. So hang on, let me get to this. Yes, the gateway effect of e-cigarettes may be explained by a genetic liability of risk taking. So this study was put together by a girl named Jasmine... Koja, Koja. Let's just call her Jasmine. Jasmine. This was put together by Jasmine, who is a PhD student at the University of Bristol, specializing in e-cigarette use in young people. That's cool to me that, A, she's specializing in e-cigarette use in young people. I think that's a, I think that's a very cool thing. And so basically what this study was trying to determine is, uh, hang on, let me just read this one this one wait did she do it because her name's not an author on the study yeah yeah jasmine yeah because the study says wayne hall and gary chan 
I'm I mean, just reading where it says Jasmine Kula and the and Jasmine Kula and her colleagues report one of the first studies to assess whether shared genetic risk factors may explain the association between e-cigarette use and cigarette smoking. Oh, her name's probably it's probably one of those things where it's like, oh, she's a PhD student, so her teacher's name goes on the paper, not hers. But oh, she, like, that well, could I'm be guessing, a thing too. I think that's oh. a, that's a thing. That could be a thing. Um, but it says here, no single study is ever decisive, but Jasmine and colleagues' findings are consistent with other etymological evidence, including findings that adolescents who are most likely to experiment with e-cigarettes are those who are at higher risk of smoking cigarettes and using other drugs because of traits such as sensation-seeking, risk-taking, and oppositional behavior. Yeah, that was yep. me. I was yep. that. I was Me that too. person. I just wanted to smoke. I wanted to drink. I wanted to stay out late. I wanted to raise hell. That mm -hmm. was me. I was this sensation-seeking, risk-taking, oppositional behavior youth. E-cigarette use has also not been accompanied by increased cigarette smoking among young people in the United States. Hear As that, would, Matt Myers? Yeah, did you hear that, Matt? <laughs> E louder for the people in the back, Matt Myers. E-cigarette use has also not been accompanied by an increased cigarette smoking among young people in the United States, as would be the case if e-cigarette use were a major gateway to cigarette smoking. The latter findings suggest that any gateway effect of e-cigarettes is small at the population level because smoking prevalence has continued to decline, despite an increased uptake of e-cigarettes among young adults in countries that allow their sale. That was me. I was gonna smoke. I was yeah, I, I was a risky was behavior mm -hmm. kid. I I I remember drinking in high school. I remember smoking weed in seventh grade. I remember smoking cigarettes in seventh grade. I remember yep. you know skateboarding with no helmet on. I remember playing car tag. Like I was just a risky youth kid, and of course I was gonna smoke. And it's interesting to see that there's some science. Yes, science in this supposed, uh, you know, gateway effect, and which I don't even know. The gateway effect of e-cigarettes might be a genetic liability of risk-taking. So she's saying that the gateway of, of like, e-cigarette initiation, she's not right. talking about the gateway of e-cigarettes to smoking. She's talking about teens who are risky are more likely to smoke and vape and drink and right. do drugs exactly. and things like that. And this is like the second or third of this kind of thing that we've seen lately, right? People yeah. who are objectively looking at this issue going like, okay, I know that like Stan Glantz and like tobacco-free kids and all these people are saying this, but you can't, like that doesn't show a causational relationship. You no. know what I mean? Like one doesn't, no. you can't say that. And if you read the fine print in all their studies, they also admit that too. That doesn't change the fact that the headline says, if you vape, you're four times as likely to smoke. It doesn't yeah. mean that, right? No. Causation is not necessarily present there. No. Um, what's the, I'm forgetting the little Correlation. phrase. Yes, correlation. correlation does not equal causation, right? Yeah. And so it's been a theory for a while that risk-taking behavior is the commonality between these, not that one causes the other or vice versa. And so right. they're just now saying, oh, we're actually showing some like science that potentially shows a genetic liability here for risk-taking that would then explain that behavior. Yeah. So I'm I, just like, yeah, go do it, do it more, more, more. Like yeah, more, the gateway more, is please. not real. Yeah, the gateway is not, the gateway is not real. And it's just 
I don't know, it's so refreshing to see some good new science out there taking on, you know, kind of an important thing about, okay, well, why, why are certain kids just have a predilection to, to vaping an e-cigarette or smoking a cigarette or smoking a joint or drinking a beer? Or it's just nice to see, you know, a study like this in actual science. Yeah. Having sex, you know, texting while driving. Right. Like if you probably looked at, let's say, um, people who use drugs and let's say like intravenous drugs, for example, people who use intravenous drugs, like heroin or things like that, the vast majority of them probably also drink alcohol. Yes. Does that mean that alcohol is a gateway to intravenous drug use? No, it doesn't. It just means that people who do one are probably just as likely to do another. You know what yes. I mean? That's, yep. And that's we know that for a lot of adults and adult things. But for mm-hmm. some reason, when it comes to children, our minds just, kind of explode and yep. we don't know what's up or down or left or right. Or and we that. just say things that sound good right yeah the nick cage thing and people yep, drowning this in is pools. the thing i was looking for correlation does not equal causation the red line is the number of people who drowned by falling into a pool the bottom line is films nicholas cages appeared in in the same years that people drowned in pools they i mean that looks like one is directly related to the other it looks right. like one. It looks like either Nicolas Cage is drowning people right. or dead exactly. people They're in watching pools his movies are, and are drowning wa- themselves. <laughs> are drowning themselves. Correlation does not always equal causation. It can sometimes. It can if it's determined, but it doesn't right. always. It doesn't yeah. always, and that's one of those. It's a sneaky, weaselly thing that uh, it's a sneaky, weaselly thing. So, yeah, we got some science. We got some newsy bits. We got some nicotine caps. I'm going to post some links all over the description. In fact, all of the links should already be in the description. I did a little bit of like, uh, you know, homework trying to set myself up for success, you know, and putting the links in the description ahead of time. So all the links should already be there. Timestamps will be pinned underneath. I'll have chapters on this video. I think that's it. We're good to go, you guys. Um, I'm going to wrap this up, but uh, yes, exactly. We'll ban Nicolas Cage. If, if tobacco <laughs> control was in charge of it, definitely. Children, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No viewing a Nicolas Cage movie within 25 feet of a swimming pool. Right. And definitely, or two hours of swimming, right. probably. Make it like and, food. You know what I mean? You'll get a cramp and die. If tobacco control was regulated. Yeah. Also, the Nicolas Cage movies have to be in black and white. Because oh, colors, r- you know, it riles up the senses, it appeals children. to kids. Yeah, the yeah, colors yeah. of, yeah, appeals to yeah. kids. And yeah. and they'll watch, you know, uh, National Treasure and then just go drown themselves. Right. And the and volume has to be that. below 10%. Right. Because that would just be, you know, I mean, there's just danger. And, you know, hearing damage. So all Nicolas Cage volume. movies have to be below down. 10% of, of yeah. total volume. I mean, that just... Right. Like, right. I see my sense. parallel I'm making with knit caps. You yes. see what I'm doing here? I yeah. saw that. I feel it was very clever. clever. That was I very slick. Very, very slick. Uh, I had a couple more super chats here. Dave said, uh, UK must be caught. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> UK must be caught? UK must be caught by body snatchers. <laughs> oh, God, not that again. If you guys haven't seen You Don't Know Nicotine, you should go watch that movie. And you'll see a very it. interesting interview Please with Stan watch it. Glantz. And also, your impersonation is still body spot snatchers. on. <laughs> it's snatchers. so perfect. 
I love it, Dave. I love the crap out of it. Christopher Murdoch, uh, fellow risk-taking youth. Yeah, aren't you glad we didn't have cell cameras when we were young? I I am just. I was ta- I was having this conversation with Casey the other day. Maybe we were talking about it as well. But like, you remember being like seventh and eighth grade? That was what mm-hmm. a terrible time. Like yeah. societal pressures and trying yeah. to be cool and like yeah. I had a girlfriend, but it's like, oh, my girlfriend's mad at me and like trying to fit yeah. in and school yeah. and trying to get good grades and being popular. Now yeah. throw like fucking Instagram on that shit. Oh, God, and that's yeah. like gasoline on a fire. Like how on earth are, are youths even coping in today's world with social media? I don't media? know how they survive. I have no idea. I have no idea. One thing, no. I mean. This this next generation, whatever we're calling them, uh, they are going. They're just been thrown to the wolves. They're like, welcome to the fucking world of chaos. There is so yeah. much pressure on every human in the world right now. I think they're going to be the ones that eventually are, have said enough is enough. Like it wasn't quite Gen X, and it's not going to be the millennials. But maybe down the road, they'll say, look, enough is enough. Look, enough is enough. Hey, millennials just get blamed for everything. Everything's just our fault. Yeah, I know. It's crazy when I still see people on social media talking about how millennials are ruining things. And I'm like, dude, you're talking about are in their 30s now. Yeah, we're in our 30s (laughs) and 40s. It's not us. Like people still think millennial is just a catch all. I'm just going to go on a soapbox rant for a minute because I get real annoyed. Okay, I am a millennial. All right. And not everything is my fault. Also, I'm going to turn 34 this year. I am not a high schooler eating a Tide Pod, okay? When you're talking about young, millennial doesn't mean young people. Listen, older people, millennial has an end. And most of us are like, I think the oldest millennial is like 29 or something. You know what I mean? I think the the cutoff is like, like we're grownups. When you talk about, people doing crazy shit you need to call that is gen z they are called zoomers if you want something easy to remember that is zoomers please stop blaming everything on us please okay we graduated (laughs) we graduated like high school and college at the collapse of like the economy right we can't we're never going to be able to buy houses we can't keep jobs because of everything just leave us alone, please. Like, could you just leave millennials alone? We're doing our best. But, all yeah, right? but the damn millennials ruined so many uh, normal American institutions like buying a house. More millennials aren't buying houses anymore. Like, oh, really? No why shit. do you think that is? <laughs> you why, think we don't why. like houses? You think I don't want a house? <laughs> I want one, okay? Oh, I get ragey about this. I'm real, so I'm going <clears> to... <throat> That's cool. No it's cool. It's no cool. Look, no I'm, I'm just, look, I'm, I'm chill and I'm Gen X over here and I'm just, it's whatever. I don't know. Gen X's are so great. You guys yeah, are the best generation. Cool. You got, cool. you're not the boomers. Yeah, you're not, okay. you know, really anxious. Like all the millennials are, you yeah. guys are just hanging back and you're we're like, pretty chill. we're here to chill. Do you want we're some weed? Chill. Do you want yeah. to hang out? That's kind talk? of it. It's like, yeah, I love Gen Xers are my favorite people. Well, thank you very much. I'm pretty proud of us. I think we did. I think we did pretty okay. I think you guys did did. okay. You escaped a lot of that shit. And you're just like, we out here, though. (laughs) There's a really good meme that's talking about like all the gender. I think it's like a meme of like two people arguing, like an old person and a young person. And it's like millennials arguing with like boomers. And then the Gen Xers are like peeking through the blinds, like what's going on? Just like watching in the background. What kills me is, yeah, what kills me is there are still people in government from the silent generation 
pre-baby boomers. Isn't that Joe Biden? Isn't he the silent generation? He, well, yeah, he is I the think, silent generation. I think he is. I think he's too old to the be a boomer. Silent generation. People in the government from the silent generation are, yep. are are shaping policy in 2021. People that grew up without a telephone. <laughs> people that grew up without a telephone are deciding what we should do with highly advanced nicotine electronic vaporizers. I mean, yeah. when you put it that way, I'm not trying yeah. to be ageist or nothing, but like, look, I'm I mean, not either, but you have to keep should up. Should you guys be and retiring or something? I, I'm trying to keep up. Like I am legitimately trying to keep up. It's difficult. And when I'm out of touch, I know when I'm out of touch and I would expect mm -hmm. people to tell me that I'm out of touch. Like if oh, I tried to sure. chime in on something about like TikTok filters, or Snapchat? I wouldn't, yeah, oh, I wouldn't no. know what the fuck I'm talking about. And people would go, Grim, just stop. Just, just stop. Yeah. You're, you're out of touch. You're too old. You don't know what you're doing. Go, go, no. go sit down. Go sit on the couch and watch Ren and Stimpy, you Gen X, or, you know, go listen to Nirvana. Be like, okay, that's fine. I'll do that. Okay, I don't need to mess fine. around with, with uh, TikTok. Anyway. No, no TikToks. Anyway, silent generation. <laughs> it's good times. But uh, hey, thank you guys all for, for coming out, helping us, you know, disseminate some information, spread some truth butter, get some good information, get some good science out there. I will have tons of links down in the description. The one that I really want you to check out, it's going to be the first link. It's going to be right underneath the CASA call to action for the USPS feedback. It's going to be the philanthropy link. It's a it's a long one, but it's probably the best thing I've ever read in, in probably two years, maybe longer than that. It's incredible. And I do believe I have a little bit of like, changing tide just a little mm -hmm. the tides no i feel it too little, i feel it right? too. you feel I'm, it i, I feel know it. i'm trying to gravitate and hang on to it for mm -hmm. optimism mm -hmm. i do want to mention real quick mm -hmm. so actually the official usps comment period is over it ended last night oh. so if you go to the casaw call to action right now the first the step one call to action has been deactivated and it is closed however you can and should still do uh, the second one, which is contacting your federal representatives. So yes. just so everybody is aware, the official comment period has ended, but you can still send messages to your legislators. And we absolutely still recommend that you do that. Yes. Just trying to load up the screen with a bunch of crap right now. Oh, yes. yeah. Just <laughs> calls to actions. Uh, TobaccoKills.ca writes for vapors up there in Canada. Get involved. Be educated. Do everything you can. We defend vaping. I defend vaping, and I would love it if you would join me and and defend vaping. And I think this is a, I think this is a good plan. And so, from all of us here at the TBN headquarters, uh, appreciate you. Uh, we'll be back here next week to continue discrediting the myth-making machine. Remember that no matter what anybody tells you, especially Mike Bloomberg philanthropies. No matter what anybody tells you, vaping is at least 95% less harmful than burning combustible tobacco cigarettes. It is not a gateway to cigarette addiction. It is not a gateway to hard drugs. And yes, in large doses, it can be an industrial pesticide, which has no bearing, <laughs> no bearing on your life as a vapor. So be excellent to each other, you guys. We'll talk soon, okay? Peace out. Bye. Bye.